Can you believe it? It's been about a year and a half, so we're, really a little, that long? we're a little embarrassed to say that we have put on quite a hiatus, but we are proud to say that we're back. After much thinking, we really wanted to start up the podcast again and really bring forward some conversations that we've been having, the two of us, that we think maybe other people could benefit from as well. Mm-hmm. But first things first, we want to talk a little bit about why we didn't do the podcast, which is actually the theme for our podcast today. Yeah. So it's been a while and we were sitting together kind of thinking like every time we meet up, Carly and I were like, we want to start the podcast again. And I've had people come up to me and Carly's people come up to her like, what happened? And every time we sat down to do it, we just, we couldn't. And I think a lot of that came from the topic of shame. Yeah. So we kind of had this like mental blockage and I was sort of having a mental blockage in my personal life, in my professional life, kind of in all aspects of my life. And I really sort of went down on this long spiral of negativity and the opposite of motivation, the opposite of inspiration as I'm changing careers and trying to figure my life out. I didn't feel like I should talk about this because in my mind, I identified the theme of this podcast to be inspiring others. And we were going to give people info on how to be the best versions of themselves but I didn't think I was being the best version of myself so who was I to go and lie and tell people what to do that's kind of how I thought about it and so every time Lily and I would meet we were like well we don't know what we're doing in life so what do we have to talk about Mm -hmm. and I think that this is a problem or an issue that maybe needs to be addressed in all of society when things get hard we shut off Mm -hmm. and this sort of is what shame is. What's yeah. the, what, what did you find for the definition of shame? Yeah, so <clears throat> it might help to read <clears throat> the definition of shame because I feel like it's thrown around a lot and, you know, you don't always know what it means. But I really like Brene Brown's definition of shame, which is shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of acceptance and belonging. So to me, like us not doing the podcast came from kind of similar to what Carly said, like not being sure of what I was doing, working in many, like multiple different jobs and different kind of freelancing things and going back to school and all these different things, feeling kind of like, well, am I worthy of like people listening to me talking about my experience when I don't even have one set path? But that's kind of silly because that's what the whole podcast is about, like navigating life when you don't want to adhere to the norm. Yeah. And so I guess we're going to go forward today and talk about some of the shames that we felt in our individual lives, but then also accepting that shame moving forward Mm -hmm. and why we think it's important for everyone to do so um, and how much addressing the shames that I felt in my personal and professional lives, life, (laughs) has helped me become a better person for myself and hopefully for the world. So Perfect. And I just want to say too, like, Brene Brown, once again, also says that the number one antidote to shame, the way that you can really, like, kind of rewire your brain, is empathy. So that's sharing your story with others, which is exactly what we're doing here. And hopefully you're able to do that with friends, family, therapists, people in your lives that you trust, and kind of negate that shameful feeling you get for certain things in your life. Totally. And it really is so true, because I was so ashamed of... For instance, there were certain things in my friend group. For instance, in my personal life, I felt very shameful for not being on the same page as my friends about certain things. 
and I felt like because I didn't agree with them on certain aspects whether it came to sexuality or whether it came to other things I just didn't feel like I fit in or that my opinion mattered or that I was a minority so I felt very isolated and just kind of projected this idea that I didn't fit in and that my opinion doesn't matter and that my opinion or my feelings are invalid so I I kind of just let myself sink into these really negative thoughts about myself, my sense of belonging, and that it didn't matter, and that I don't matter. And it's funny, because I always thought of myself as a very confident person. I thought I was Mm -hmm. above feeling any of this. But you don't know what life is going to throw at you, and that's part of the beauty of life, because it allows you to navigate this journey. And for the most part, I always thought of myself as someone who is open to everything, and I can handle anything that comes my way. And after getting into a quite challenging relationship, I was faced with a lot of things I didn't know how to handle. And it made me feel really ashamed about a lot of things. And it wasn't until maybe six, seven, eight months into that relationship that I started addressing the shame and talking about it and realizing that this projection that I was putting onto myself, my friendship, my friend groups, and the world was all an idea in my head. And that the more I talked about it, the more people wanted to share with me and actually understand and talk about my feelings, which therefore allowed me to feel free and liberated and making me realize a lot of this was in my head and that everyone feels shameful or isolated or sad or any of these feelings that oftentimes go together. And that the more we talk about it, the more we can come to terms with it and figure out the best way to use that to propel us to move forward. Yeah. Well, you just had me think, you know, thinking a little bit about how when you keep something in your head, it's kind of like letting a plant grow. Like you're keeping it in the soil. You're let, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. And when you're not harvesting it, it eventually dies. But it's kind of opposite with these, I don't know if this makes sense, but with these thoughts, with these like um, thoughts that don't really serve you or these beliefs about yourself, like you just keep building on them and amplifying them and making them into something that's like bigger than it really is. And then when you're able to share that with someone who meets you with warmth and kindness and maybe a different perspective, it totally rewires how you see yourself. You're like, oh, that, well, I'm not weird or I'm not different or maybe I am, but I'm accepted, you know, like things are often different once we say them out loud and that's also like I do a lot of copywriting when I'm reading something out loud it sounds so different than when it's in my head and it almost sometimes sounds stupid when it when I read it out loud I'm like oh gotta change that you know (laughs) yeah and I also think I mean think about a time that you have felt lesser or ashamed of something so like as a reminder like you felt kind of like you wouldn't be accepted for something that you did, something you said, something you believed or felt that you hadn't really shared with the world. So for me, one of those things is like, I'm studying to be a helping professional and in the social work realm, but I'm also like a copywriter and I also do research and data analytics. And to me, I felt kind of that imposter syndrome that you might've heard of, like, you know, I didn't go to school for any of these things directly, but I'm doing them for money. So, like, am I worthy enough? Like, am I good enough? Who's going to hire me? Exactly. Like, is my work even good? Like, should I be paid for this? And for me, that lended itself to constantly thinking I was going to be fired or, like, even sometimes procrastinating easy tasks that I knew I wanted to do and would be good at doing deep down, but, like, felt like there was a piece of me that might not be able to accomplish them. Yeah. And on top of some of the other personal shame that I felt in my personal life, 
On top of that, I was feeling a lot of shame in my professional life as well. So as many of you might remember, I was feeling quite confident in my social media marketing freelance business and that was sort of one of the reasons why Lily and I started this podcast in the first place was to talk about how can you start your own business Mm -hmm. and then as my time in New York continued and as I had new experiences I realized that that wasn't necessarily the path that I wanted to take for myself anymore Mm -hmm. but I wasn't quite sure which path to take so I ended up working in a small cafe that I loved and that was really good so some extra money it was some human interaction that I lacked in my social media job But it still wasn't a lot of money, but I still had some clients, so I was like, okay, everything is fine. And then, around six months ago or so, I pretty much lost all my clients, and I was stuck working a less than minimum job wage, Mm -hmm. and my cushion that I'd built up started to dwindle, and I didn't know what to do. Because it wasn't like, oh, okay, I can just go get another client, I can go get this job, I can go get this job. Because you didn't really want, you didn't know what you wanted. I didn't know what I wanted. Also... Imposter syndrome. I'm not qualified for anything. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't want this, but I'm supposed to want this. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to have a career path now. I'm supposed to be an adult now. I'm supposed to be responsible. I'm supposed yeah. to have money. I'm supposed to have a nicer apartment. I'm supposed to have more stability. And yeah. as much as I thought I was above all of these judgments and societal norms, it still was buried so deep in my consciousness yeah. that I, I cracked. And I really think that Honestly, I was in one of the darkest places in my life, which is why I didn't want to share on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's hardest to share. That's like what you were saying before. Like, that's when you have that block of something gets hard or something gets difficult. You stop. And that's what we did. And we stopped. And that's not helping anyone. Not everyone is in a mm-hmm. place to help everyone or even ourselves at times because we have to address all of the shame and address all of this in the first place to truly understand it to then move forward. Mm-hmm. So I feel very grateful that I was able to figure out the core root of a lot of this shame and I'm still working on it I will probably have to always work on it and that's something that makes us human because we're always suffering in a way but I do think so I went away to Colombia for two months by myself I realized that traveling solo was something that I always use as a form of self-care and I was hoping that if I did that this time around that I would do what it needed me to do which is reflect and analyze my life and try to figure out my next steps moving forward whether it's in my personal life my career myself any all the above and I do think that it was majorly helpful for my life and I can talk a little bit about some of the things that I did that helped me get to that place yeah and I I think that's a good idea to kind of like share some of the tips that you personally use I mean it's different for everyone but you have me thinking about when I we, we all do things for... There's a motivation behind everything we do. Like, every behavior has a motivation. Um, and it what is it? Like, is it from within? Is it from your parents? Is it from something you saw on social media? I mean, I found myself scrolling through Instagram for longer periods of time than I ever have in my life. And it's a habit that I never thought I would be into because for a long time I was one of those people who would see my friends doing it and I'm like, I don't really scroll that much. I don't watch stories, whatever. Now I'm, like, addicted. and I'm And I have to say, like... I I get a lot of ads and a lot of the content that's targeted towards me is like build your own freelance career like your own life figure out a job that works for you and I'm beginning to think that freelancing is not for everyone but this podcast isn't just about freelancing and it's about making a life that fits your needs in that moment and that is ever changing like your needs could change month to month you you never know what as ours have yeah 
And part of building that life that works for you, that is maybe not 100% ideal because that's impossible, but that has pieces of happiness and joy and little nuggets of this, this gold that is like enjoyment of life and like having things that you really appreciate in your life and making like, for some people it's time, for some people it's having health care for their kids, you know what I mean? It's so different for everyone, but what I really found, what, I, what makes me happy about doing this podcast right now in this moment when Carly and I are both kind of in transition and figuring out what's next, is that we're, we're keeping going and we're telling you the truth and the honest kind of feelings we've had versus what I see like oh you know entrepreneurs talking about all their highs and then maybe sometimes putting, you could do it you could do it you could exactly, do it exactly or you can you can but, but but sometimes they do share the lows but I feel like when people are sharing the highs and lows they're never sharing the like nitty-gritty of how they got there what was the low what precipitated the low like I, they never say like I was so struggling and I almost lost all my cushion of money that I had and had to like move home Maybe some people say that, but what I want to do with this podcast and like what I hope and what I think I would like to hear from other people too is how did you actually do what you did and how did you go through it and what were the feelings you felt and how did you move through those and what are some actions I can take versus just join my like mastermind class and I'll teach you how to like make a six million dollar business. You know, that is not something that we are and we'll never be that. We're going to be here for inspiration and motivation and actually <laughs> give you things that you can use. Yeah, and also if anyone does want to share things that they are shameful about or feeling insecure about, just so it would be interesting to see that most people are probably ashamed of many of the same things, which is something that I found out as I talked about it more and more. People are like, oh yeah, same. Oh yeah, same. And it's like, oh, right, if everyone just stopped pretending that we were all okay and we all just talked about it, which of course is easier said than done, then the shame wouldn't be here in the first place. Yeah. But it's still based on this idea of how we should be, how mm-hmm. I should be, what I should be doing, how I should be making money, how I should feel about this relationship, how I should feel about that, whatever it is. There's always the this shoulds. feeling of should. That's BS. And you know what? I think I, whenever I hear should in my head lately, not all the time, but I try to really sit down write down why am I thinking I should do this like what and write down like just kind of brain dump why should I become this you know writer why should I become this clinician like why am I thinking that I want to do these things and so I feel like what we're challenging you and ourselves to do is to share your shame hashtag share your shame yeah share what you're shameful about and with yourself first and then if you feel comfortable or if and when you feel comfortable with other people Mm -hmm. people who you are closest to with us safe space over here which is I think figuring out the root of it I think is very important and that's what I essentially did when I was gone in Colombia I committed to doing an extensive journaling practice every day which I think Lily had talked about this book or some other some other of my some of my other friends the artist way Mm -hmm. which I didn't actually read the whole book it wasn't resonating with me at the time maybe I'll pick it up again but there is two things that she recommended she recommends that you do in your everyday life. And the first one is what she calls morning pages, which is something that I took up and promised myself that I would do. Being someone who's not quite disciplined, who's not very good at sticking to habits, I was like, you know what? During this time away, I'm going to make myself do this. I think it's going to be really important. Mm -hmm. And I had done a little bit of journaling in the past, so and that had been helpful, so I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll do it. So... She wants, she encourages readers to do three consecutive pages of conscious stream of thinking journaling every day 
in the morning, every day, no matter what you're thinking or feeling, just write. Which, to me, as someone who used to or still wants to be a writer, I was like, I can't do that. I don't have anything to think about right now. I don't know what to say. This doesn't sound grammatically correct. I used to always have this weird thought, which still sometimes happens, where I think if I died, like, would they be able to make my journal a book? Like Anne Frank Mm -hmm. or something? So I would, like, want to make sure it was pleasing to anybody who would read it. But that defeats the purpose. Which defeats the purpose, and it became a block. And it was sort of an excuse for me to just not write. Mm -hmm. Until... She kind of laid out in the book, just write. Mm-hmm. Even if you have nothing to write, but write, write. I don't write have that. anything to write. I don't have anything to write over and over again. You know, and, something will come out. And I would do that for a bit, but because I had such an intense year before that, I had plenty of things to write, as do most people. And even if you don't know what to write at first, I would just write, okay, uh, I just woke up. I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I'm sitting here, drinking my coffee, like anything. I don't know what I'm feeling. And nine times out of ten, things would just pour out of my consciousness Mm -hmm. that I'd never really addressed before because there's some science I don't quite understand when you're actually journaling and writing it allows you to come to terms with what is in your consciousness in a way that ruminating in your brain cannot do so I did this as I promised myself I think maybe I skipped one day so I can't say every day but pretty much 60 days in a row And I didn't always do it in the morning. I didn't find that to be the most helpful thing for me since I had to get up at 7.30 in the morning to do Spanish classes every day. And And sometimes setting those rigid things like do it every day at this time kind of limits you. You have to be flexible with yourself. But I made sure I journaled at least some point every day. I usually ended up doing it during lunch, which was when my classes were over. And I would sit and write for pretty much an hour and a half. And it ended up being more than three pages because I had so much to say. And then eventually I started to find patterns in the things I was writing about. I was like, oh, I guess I really do care about this. I've written about it every single day. And I thought I understood my consciousness and I thought I understood where my brain was at, but there was a lot of things that I didn't. So I really, really would recommend trying this conscious stream of thinking mm-hmm. journaling. And really three pages, I think, is a good minimum. Number, yeah. I I agree with the journaling piece. I mean, I didn't. I have a different type of journaling that I do that I found like more effective for me. Just because, like, for me, I was trying to change certain habits, and it's it's kind of the same deal as what you're talking about, but it has targeted questions. So what I started was like kind of what Carly did. Like every morning or every whenever you can find the chance to do it during the day is something called future self journaling, and it was invented by this psychologist and on Instagram. I think her name is the holistic psychologist and. She talks a lot about healing the inner child and creating a new version of yourself and kind of like picturing what you want to be like and what habits you want to get rid of. And so basically she uses like a lot of cognitive neuroscience to back up these practices. So if you know anything about cognitive behavioral therapy or like those kind of activities, it's kind of similar to that. But all it's all about self-awareness and finding out what habits or what kind of behavior patterns in your life you want to change so every morning I wake up and there's something on my mind for instance today I woke up and I was like you know I've been procrastinating a lot on this one big project for instance I woke up today and I was like you know I've been procrastinating so much on this one big project for a client and I said okay so the behavior pattern I want to change is procrastinating for this one client you make it very specific and then I'm like well why do I want to change it that's pretty self-evident you know and then I said well why do I why am I procrastinating and I'm like you know 
know, I think it comes from anxiety about not being good enough, back to the imposter syndrome. And then what you do is you intentionally reimagine what you would be like in the future if you were to like say certain mantras that you come up with to yourself and if you were to take certain actions. So one of my actions for today is even if I feel like I don't want to do the work and I'm nervous to do it, start and do five minutes and reward yourself. So like there are very tangible things that you can do to change your behavior and that's another form of journaling that you can do every single day to kind of rewire the way you think. Like writing things down and narrative therapy like that has proven to be something that can change the way you think and help you overcome obstacles in your life. Totally. And I think now that I've come to the root of some of my issues, I, in a way, I I never actually heard of this journaling myself, but in a way I've sort of done this because now it's like, okay, I figured out what the issue is and I figured out how I want to move forward. So now I need to actually move forward. Mm -hmm. So So how can I do that? How can I do that? And so it took me the good first few weeks in Colombia to figure out what my issue was. And a lot of it was, I realized I was trying to be this business person that I had, I guess, attached to myself for how I thought I wanted to be. So because the social media entrepreneur in me in the past fulfilled this business person that I expected of myself, that shame wasn't there because I was fulfilling that. But then when I was being a waitress, making no money, that wasn't fulfilling this need, which I realized was something that I thought I needed. I grew up in a family who is very, very supportive, but kind of expected that I would have a career path, as a lot of people do. I went to college expecting I would have a major that would allow me to have a career that would give me a set salary for life, that I could move up in, and enough to have a nice apartment, enough that I could just go out to eat whenever. That's, that's, that's all I knew. So now that I'm a waitress, making no money, with no direction, I'm failing at this fundamental part of who I thought I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I was in Colombia to sort of, I kind of hoped that I would figure out my next steps in my career to be an adult now. And the more I wrote in my journal, the more I realized I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not ever, maybe not now, but right now, that's not what I need. And right now, I need inspiration. Mm-hmm. And what is my inspiration? And I wasn't quite sure at the moment, but as I continued to journal, as I continued to travel, which is generally my biggest source of inspiration, I realized that traveling, human connection, education, these are things that inspired me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this inspired me because I was learning. And the more that I learned, the more empowered I feel. So this actually all kind of came about from this walking tour that I did in Medellin, learning about this neighborhood where Pablo Escobar was kind of using as his headquarters in the drug trade in Colombia, which a lot of you have heard about or seen in Narcos. And the person giving the tour was someone who grew up in the area and now the neighborhood's much better. And she kind of just through her own story was able to inspire and empower her entire tour group. So she kind of took the shame of, of and the, the hurt that she probably felt and that from being part of that community and turned it into something so like positive and powerful and teaching others totally in the tour. And I could feel that, which is what made me realize, oh my God, I want to be a tour guide. And I, I'm grateful that I had this revelation. I don't expect that everyone's just going to do one thing and be like, oh, this is what I should do now. But I, I had that spark. I had this idea. Oh my gosh, I could do this. This can fit with my lifestyle. 
this is how I can move forward. There was a tour company I'd done, learned about when I was in Europe that I thought was in New York. Okay, so now I sort of inadvertently moved on to Lily's form of journaling since I had more of a clear direction. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, here's my goal. How do I get there? Mm -hmm. And so then for the next few weeks, I journaled, okay, I need to apply. I need to study. I need to do this. Because there's a bunch of different little steps that I had to take Mm -hmm. to get there. And... And and going up just really quickly on those yeah. steps that you had to take to get there, like when you feel like you you don't know where you want to go, or you have like so, even if you if you have no idea, think about the smallest thing. Like say you're like I want to get for a career, for instance, or a job. You're like I want to work. Okay, what's the first thing I need to do to find work? Okay, here's a website I can use. You know, take things step by step and step check them by off, step. and give yourself credit for every little thing you little do. Little wins. Yeah, the small wins really matter. You know? Little wins. And it's funny. I was talking to one of my good friends who is a yoga teacher, and she was sort of having a mental block herself. And she kind of said to me, "Oh my God, like I don't know what to do. I feel so ashamed." The similar kind of thing. This is not where I want to be. I should be making more money. I should be doing this. And I was kind of like what do you want to do? Like, what do you feel like you want to do that you can't? She's like, I want to do more performance art and I want to work in another yoga studio. And I was like, okay, so how How could you get there? How can you get there? Step one, contact student. You know, there's so many little things you could do. Step one for the performance art or doing art, do more art. She's like, right. And just talk, she knew all of this anyways, but just talking it out really mm-hmm. helped. Because there's a lot of shame and there really, everything relates back to shame it seems in this moment because it's like, she probably had a lot of shame in the fact that she felt like she didn't, wasn't fulfilling her, you know, destiny right. or whatever she always thought she of herself as an artist who wasn't doing art. Mm-hmm. She thought of herself as a yoga teacher who was, but wasn't really teaching yoga the way that she wanted to. Mm-hmm. So we laid it out together and the first step was do art. Mm-hmm. Even if it's drawing a line mm-hmm. first thing in the morning and that's it celebrate that mm-hmm. because just doing it is doing something in and, the right direction and sometimes you have to force yourself to do the things that you know you want to do because Entirely. you don't want to do them and it's really ironic you know like you might be like someone who is trying to build some kind of app or something I mean I'm trying to do something that's different from what we normally talk about like say you're trying to build an app and you're like okay I don't want to start like you might be a, an engineer or like a, a software I don't know whatever an app builder iOS whatever <laughs> and you might build apps all the time for work but you want to build your own okay how can you get started literally log on to your computer yep. open up the screen right. look at it at least it's in your conscience if you're doing that there are so many little things you can do and if you don't even do the little things then you're doing nothing you know and so it seems like, so simple to like why would I celebrate that and we're all so hard on ourselves mm-hmm. I should be here by now like I had this moment the other day like I have come so far in my direction where a few months ago I was like I want to be a tour guide what am I doing I'm a tour guide and I'm killing it Mm -hmm. and I'm so proud of myself but the other day I got all in my head I'm not where I need to be yet I'm not making enough money I'm not doing this I don't have enough clients but that's gonna happen no matter what you do and then that's gonna happen if you're you know like for you like if you're secure like working a job that you you know have a salary it's like set you have health insurance you're gonna say why am I here I didn't make enough money this is what I expected you know there's always gonna be the grass is always greener on the other side and you're always gonna challenge things you're doing because if you're not then you're really then you're not human you know if you're not questioning what you're doing there's something wrong because you're we should always be questioning everything yes But then, once I journaled, which I thought I was kind of over the journaling thing, because I had gotten past this hardship. I'm not. I will never be over the journaling thing, and I encourage myself and everyone to at least try it and to do it if it works. So I journaled, and I realized 
I needed to celebrate that little win. Mm-hmm. So the small wins. Small wins. Celebrate the small wins. So just yeah. to recap, I think in adjusting shame. Mm-hmm. I think let's recap and how we can yeah. do that. So I mean, I challenge everyone who's listening to just right now take a moment. You don't have to write it down if you can. It's great though to have it on paper, as we've mentioned. What's something you feel really ashamed about? What's something that you feel like is holding you back? What's something that you fe- makes you feel unworthy and that people won't accept you for? So, you know, we felt kind of like our audience, you guys out there, wouldn't accept us because we were not totally sure of what we're doing. But you know what? That's what our podcast is called, WTF Are We Doing? So yeah. it's kind of funny that we thought that way. And we really felt like in addressing this shame, the only way to do it was to share it and to be met with other people who are feeling similarly. And I'm sure there are some of you out there who are questioning things you're doing in your life. And and I really encourage you, like, whether it's in the comments with a friend, you want to message us, reach out. We're, like, we're so happy to receive, you know, emails and and messages from everybody. Um, And just tell us something you're ashamed about, one way that you can kind of negate that, by sharing it with someone. Um, Even try the journaling. If you're interested in either, like, of the kind of journaling we mentioned, Carly's is pretty much just start, write down stuff. It's from um, the artist's way. It's called Morning Pages. And the type of journaling I mentioned is by the holistic psychologist on Instagram and she has like a whole template you can download um, and use to journal and change behaviors in your life and once again like the bottom line here is that we all feel shame and no one really likes to share it and no one likes to talk about the hardships and I think it is also helpful to try to get to the root of why you which we sort of talked about like but getting to the root why you feel shamed about this yeah shameful about this and then you can sort of understand like maybe this was because like we talked about earlier because of Instagram because of your family and understanding and trying to separate it. This is why I feel this way. And then, because I know for me and for a lot of people, we get caught on, but why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel shameful? And Shouldn't it, it I might just be feel hard. It might be hard to pinpoint that. But you know what? You can at least get to some kind of clarity if you keep writing and keep writing things down and thinking. So if you're sh- feeling ashamed about you know, a project you're doing, why are you feeling ashamed? Maybe it's because you didn't do the best job you could do. How can you change that? Maybe next time you could spend a little more time on it. You're feeling ashamed about something maybe that your parents instilled in you. Um, you can maybe relate that. Maybe you're a lawyer and your parents are all lawyers. And, you know, I'm just kind of giving a broad example here. Maybe but, you don't want to be a lawyer. Yeah. But and you, know, you don't want to accept that because yeah. you feel shame, ashamed that you don't want to be a lawyer when you feel like you should be. Yeah. Maybe you can take the smallest step to doing something that brings you a little joy if you're, you can't get out of whatever situation you're currently in fully, you know? Because it's not realistic for most of us to just drop what we're doing. But anyways, I think with that, it's we should probably end this episode and just say thanks for bearing with us and coming back to listen for more. And we have a lot of new ideas for this podcast moving forward and being more open to sharing all of our journeys and the things that we've felt shameful about and if there's something that you want to hear about please let us know leave a comment subscribe to this podcast and you know leave us a review it feels weird to say that i mean do we really need to say that i don't really care <laughs> i just hope people get something out of it yeah let us know what you're thinking and again we want to sincerely apologize for not no we don't want to apologize we want to say thank you for being back with us after right. we've had such a long hiatus And thanks for believing in this and caring about what we have to say.